Today's show is being brought to you by Cause Marketing Forum and SelfishGiving.com. And we want to thank our sponsor, 1BillionShirts.org. Custom t-shirts that help others. Print with them, and 25 cents from every t-shirt benefits a good cause. And remember, you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. Leave us a comment at either one of those platforms, and we'll send you a Cause Talk Radio t-shirt. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And I'm, of course, here with Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Can you believe we haven't been on for two weeks? I know, but I just got to see you in person, so I feel like we're ready to go. Yeah, and the reason was, folks, is that Megan was just so busy with Cause Marketing Forum, which, again, was such a big success. They have the annual conference in Chicago each year. So congratulations, uh, Cause Marketing Forum and David Hesekiel and, of course, Megan Strand for another outstanding event. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'd like to give a shout out to one special person who went out of her way to find me, Alyssa Mm -hmm. from Macy's. I know Mm -hmm. you're listening on your commute right now because you told me you were, and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say thank you for sharing that. Yeah, we got to get her a Cause Talk Radio T-shirt. Totally, that's right, absolutely. And you know, we have another special person on the line totally today. Totally special, a friend of mine, and um, just a genius, David J. Neff, author and consultant, and today, Bitcoin expert. Hey, Dave, how's it going? <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, Megan. You know, Dave, I have to admit that, and am I? Am I? I'm probably the only guy who calls you Dave because I bet everyone else calls you David. They call him David J. That's right. They call you David J. You know, but I just, I just like Dave. You know, Big Dave. You know, that's kind of what I'm looking for here. But see, when I met Megan, you're gonna love this. When I first met uh-huh. Dave, it was because he was a Halloween and ghoul expert. Oh. Okay? And he has been involved in so many Halloween events in the greater Austin area. Not only putting together fabulous events, but raising money. Uh, for good nonprofits, right? And then, you know, so I get to know him on that one level. And then on another level, he starts this other activity called Lights, Camera, Help. And he turns into this big film festival in Austin. And again, it benefits good charities. And, you know, he just keeps evolving and developing. And now he is at one of probably the most interesting topic right now um, among enlightened people, uh, Bitcoin. Is that, a, is that a pretty accurate description of you, Dave? I'll, I'll take it, Joe. I'll, I'll take all of it. Um, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad you didn't bring up all of our, our crazy times at the NPC. I know this is a that's right, yeah. podcast, so I appreciate that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Hey, so – Dave, tell us. Stop by telling us a little bit. Well, first of all, you know, one of the things I think you should share with our listeners is, you know, how did you get interested in Bitcoin, and what exactly is Bitcoin? So I, I got interested in Bitcoin um, just from you know the way any other consumer would be interested in, in some other product, and that's of course reading about it in, in social media nowadays, and just had friends. Uh, albeit a small subset of friends talking about it. And then uh, my boss at uh, the consulting firm where I work said, hey, David, have you heard of this? We're interested. We're, we're been tasked by uh, another department to write a white paper about it. Mm-hmm. So we quickly kind of immersed ourselves. And then what I really discovered is that there's a, a community around Bitcoin, just like 
any of the other stuff I've been involved in and absolutely and just yeah. learning more through that community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Bitcoin uh, to answer the other question yep. is a digital peer to peer currency. Mm-hmm. So tell us more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 uh, so what that means is that um, this is a, a purely digital currency that's not backed by silver or gold or mm-hmm. the way we traditionally think about U.S. currency. Yep. Um, but instead, it's backed by all of the users of the currency. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem in the past, uh, the, the short answer here uh, is that uh, the problem in the past with digital currencies is you couldn't solve that people could spend it twice, right? Right. I owe right. Megan some money. I owe you some money. I control C, send that money to Megan, send it mm-hmm. to Joe. Um, mm-hmm. And this system they developed um, by a semi-mysterious programmer in 2008, 2009 solves for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this digital currency has the ability to be paid to one person and then verified by thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of computers out there on the same network to say, yes, David just gave Joe money. It was this much money. And now Joe has that money. Mm-hmm. So you can't double spend Bitcoin. And that's one of the big, big things that we talk about uh, around digital currencies is that idea of developing something that you can't double spend, you can't mm-hmm. double use. Mm-hmm. So they have a name. You know, my understanding is that they they have a name for this. It's called a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, nor is it uh, the savings and loans uh, of the 1980s. <laughs> yeah, see, <days laughs> you know, tax, you have to be careful, Megan. Yeah, you know seriously, I mean? all this stuff started. <laughs> um, and instead, what we see here is an actual protocol written by computer programmers. There's no one person in charge of it. There's thousands of people helping with the code, writing it, developing it. Um, And the price fluctuates, right? Um, Because it's a new currency. There's uh, a lot of people taking it, you know, if it was a a Ponzi scheme or savings and loans, you wouldn't see folks like Overstock.com taking it. You wouldn't see large, um, you know, corporations starting to understand it. You wouldn't see Folks like Goldman Sachs actually having committees and Bank of America having committees to understand how to take this money and what to do with it. And even recently, it's gotten even more kind of legitimacy because the IRS has ruled on it um, Mm -hmm. and said, you know, it's A, it's not B. And you're starting to see other countries all over the world start to actually rule uh, legally on what Bitcoin is and what Bitcoin is. So what is it? You know what I'm kind of curious, Megan and Dave, is though, what drives the rate, the currency rate of Bitcoin? Is it the number of people that are participating in the Bitcoin? You know what I mean? Like in the Bitcoin world, is that what kind of makes it fluctuate? Right. And, and you know, that's a confusing part for people because they say, oh, it isn't backed by gold right. in a vault somewhere. Yeah. Well, guess what? The U.S. currency hasn't been backed by gold since the 1970s. Right, right. right? Uh, what powers the fluctuations in Bitcoin um, is a variety of factors, including mm-hmm. media coverage, right? Mm-hmm. If people are out there talking about how China's uh, currency is doing way better than ours, we see ours drop, right? And the mm-hmm. same for Bitcoin. If Bitcoin's real positive in the news, the price is going up. If it's negative, it's going down. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of the things that traditionally uh, affect Currency, the same factors affect Bitcoin. So it's not mm-hmm. so much how many people using it; it's that 
all of a sudden Bank of America comes out and says, hey, we're not, you can't put this in your bank account just yet, but we're studying that. You know, right. we're starting right. to look into it. So or what? that, hey, you know what? I can take this and I can spend it to get a taco in Austin, Texas, which mm-hmm. you can do. So mm-hmm. what in what in theory is the benefit of using Bitcoin if we already have existing yeah, that's currency? A, you know, that's like, a good why, point. why do yeah. we need this? Absolutely, Megan. Um, and you know, I can answer that for nonprofits. I can answer that for people. But I'll, I'll start with people. Um, it's the ability for me to send you money with zero transaction fee, with zero banks involved. Um, it's like me handing you cash uh, if you and I were face to face. But we can't do that, right? I put money in PayPal, PayPal taxable money. I send it to you. They take a little bit more money. And all of a sudden, I don't have as much money as I put in that I was going to send you. With Bitcoin, I could literally write the code to my Bitcoin down on a napkin, hand it to you. You could go home, take that, put it in your computer, and you have money in your account. Hmm. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and and for nonprofits – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, should we start taking Bitcoin for the show? Absolutely. You know, David, anytime you want to give us some Bitcoin just to try it, you can empty your account into Joe and my (laughs) podcast account so we can go global. But here's the thing, though, Dave, with Bitcoin, who accepts it right now? So we got this taco place in Austin we can go to. (laughs) That's right. But where else can we go to? (laughs) What you've got is a a great community of nonprofits that are starting to take it. You guys Mm -hmm. are all about privacy. Uh, and security online, um, the awesome folks at the Tor Project take it, if you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the folks at WikiLeaks take it. You can give it to them to help with their defense Of fund. course but, they you know, do. Of course they <laughs> do. But there's also more um, you know, mainstream folks. Jason Shim, it's at Jason Shim, S-H-I-M on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He has set this up and takes this for Pathways Canada. And they're an amazing education uh, you know, enrollment, get kids educated nonprofit up in Canada. And you can mm-hmm. bop on over to their website and give them Bitcoin. So what we're seeing is more and more nonprofits. There's one called Spare Key. And Spare Key um, not only takes Bitcoin, they take all sorts of other forms of these kind of digital currencies. So they're real big adopters. Mm-hmm. In fact, the exciting news for them in April, they hired a director of cryptocurrency uh, and digital currency fundraising. What? So they actually hired... (laughs) Someone's got too much money on their hands. (laughs) (laughs) No. And that's the problem is they don't, and they want to get money from that community. And so you need somebody who's a fundraiser who understands the community. I mean, you guys both know that, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you hire someone that's in the community that understands it to enable you to take this type of money. Because you know what? There's people out there giving. There's people giving tens of thousands of dollars to their colleges mm-hmm. because they're alumni and they want to give using Bitcoin because they want to be anonymous or they want to try it out or they want to say, hey, this is important and I think this currency is the future. Are there you know, people and, and the just interesting... using Bitcoin like to the exclusion of, of other things that you know of? Well, I'm sure, right? I mean, it, you know, it's the uh, it's the internet. Uh, there's no nonprofits doing that. A nonprofit would still have uh, would take bitcoins and we take credit cards. Overstock still has credit cards, PayPal, but now they have a bitcoin option for you to buy your lawn furniture on Overstock.com. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the interesting part too, Megan and Joe, for you guys and your audience is 
if I'm a migrant worker and I'm sending money back home, right, um, and I have some sorts of digital capabilities, I have a cell phone, maybe I have access to a computer, my family does, why do I have to use traditional payment banks or, you know, the big uh, golden folks uh, that we wire money home with, right? Why do I have to use them where they take 20% of my money? Right. Why do I have to get my check cashed? Why do I have to do any of that when I could take my money digitally and send it back home with no fees? How do you how do you so, get hmm. Bitcoin? Like how like do you? That's the part I don't understand. Do I say so, I want twenty dollars worth of Bitcoin? Or yeah, absolutely. And, okay, but and at some point, the, then money is real money. The money that we know is changing hands, right? That's the part That's I'm right. having a hard time Absolutely. wrapping yeah, but, my brain around. But think about, too, Megan, Dave, how infrequently now do we use real money? That's right. Right? I mean, I'm using my credit card all the time. I'm using PayPal all the time. I'm not using real money anyway. Right, but how do I, I mean, so logistically. you see Bitcoin as kind of an extension of that. Logistically, how well, do I well, get Bitcoin? Yeah. So so let me give Megan and Joe, let me give you guys a challenge. Mm. Okay? Uh-oh. Uh, and everybody listening to this podcast, right? Does this involve math? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it does not. I, I know how you feel about that, Joe. Um, <laughs> but if you go to Coinbase, yep. Coinbase.com or mm-hmm. BitPay.com, those are two online exchanges where you can look and see what the going rate of Bitcoin is, and you mm-hmm. can buy $20 worth of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then you put it in your account. It's secure. You can print it off as a QR code and carry it around with you if you want. Mm-hmm. So now it becomes a physical piece of paper you can use. At so the, it says here, Dave, stand. that the current buy price is $670. That's right. So that's if you yep. wanted one Bitcoin. Now, okay. you know, I know I know this podcast is paying you guys a lot of money. Absolutely. Um, so if you want to <laughs> go for it, you guys can go for it. But I just challenge both of you guys to understand it better than anybody in the audience. Just go to one of those two sites. Yep. Buy twenty bucks, turn around, donate it, keep it in your account. Maybe it goes up, maybe it goes down. That's uh, kind of part of Indian. So, in some ways, Dave, is it kind of like? I mean, I'm trying. You know, I'm the type of person I just I thrive on comparison. You know what I mean? In terms right. of understanding things, <laughs> is it almost like shares? Like you're almost buying shares of something? You know? It is. Yeah. I mean, think of it as an investment. Think of right. you know, I put in fifty bucks. It may go up. It may go down. But, you know, we also don't want people to think that way because mm-hmm. if people just think of it as an investment, nobody's going to ever spend it. Right, um, right. No. So, but so but really... also, too, Dave, if people think it's too unstable in terms right. of, it, uh, you know, going up and down, it loses a, its appeal, too. That's right. And, yeah, and luckily know. this year we've seen it level out. Right. right. We've seen it not be $1,000 for a Bitcoin, not be $0.25 cents for a Bitcoin. We've right. seen it stay between four hundred um, and and six hundred dollars, right? And yeah, that's that's two hundred bucks U.S. dollars variance, right? So it's a yep. little fluctuating, but it's a lot better than it used to be. And mm-hmm. I think you know a lot of experts would say that it's going to stay this way for a while. So that's my challenge. I, I want to hear you guys say you're going to try it out. It, it won't I'm, cost you more. Than I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm, I'm going to try definitely. it out, but I want Joe to transfer his Bitcoin to me. You know, I can see, Dave, you've done a great job kind of explaining it, though. I can see, though, that the the value in this is the flexibility 
it has a lot of flexibility to it right. and it is in and it's low or no fee you know although i have to think dave that's going to change right i mean they're going to get right. everyone in bitcoin right and then you know pretty soon it's going to be like using your paypal account oh we're going to take five percent here we're going to take five percent exactly. there i don't know you know you know now now i will argue that there has never before been in the history of an internet a viable digital currency Yep. Um, and that community around this digital currency is going to fight to keep it open. Now, yes, of right. course, right? If you're doing something really cool with Bitcoin and I want to use you because you make it a lot easier, go ahead, yep. charge 6% right. fees. I get it. But the yep. pure digital yep. numbers, the pure QR code, the QR code, you know, the, the napkin that I wrote the code on to give to Megan, mm -hmm. that never changes, right? Nobody can get in the way of me giving that data to Megan and her having that money in her account. Now. That's so yep. James Bond. Uh, and that's something that that's something that nobody has ever figured out yet, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not just a thousand people. There's hundreds of thousands of people that are part of that network that make sure it's secure, that it's open source, so they're helping make the code better every day. And they're invested, right? They don't want anything mm -hmm. bad to happen. They don't want it to be hacked or something mm -hmm. to go bad because mm -hmm. they've all got skin in the game. Now, Dave, tell me something, though. And a lot of our listeners probably haven't heard about this, but they're probably aware that there is some controversy around Bitcoin. But um, Mt. Gox in Japan, there was a bit right. of a meltdown there. There was a lot of concern that they lost a lot of Bitcoin currency or money or what have you. Uh, that, what happened? Yeah, exactly. What you had... Um, you know, uh, what you had there was inexperienced people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, who opened a savings and loan in the 80s, yep. right. <laughs> right? And the right. same thing we saw with all these savings and loans that went out of business, they mismanaged the money. You know, they, they let people in the system that they shouldn't have let it in, let mm -hmm. into the system, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, the beauty of Bitcoin, right, is if I go out and I buy a full Bitcoin at 600 bucks, I can put that in my online account. Or you know what? I can just have a number, and I go put that number in my, um, you know, my bank, uh, in my house somewhere, right in my yep. vault, and change the code, and nobody yep. can get to it, just like right. it's cash. Right. So it's all where you put it, and who do you trust? I mean, Mt. Gox stood for Magic the Gathering Online Exchange. Are you mm -hmm. going to give money to people who had a Magic the Gathering website and turn it into a vault? <laughs> Well, you know what it sounds like, though, though, what they were trying to do too, Dave and Megan, is they were trying to play the middleman in right. with Bitcoin, right? You know, in the sense like they were trying to be the middleman, you know, will add value for people, will give a place, you know, will manage this for them. And, you know, consequently, obviously, they're trying to get a fee out of it. Yeah. And, and then yeah. you have other people like Coinbase and BitPay. Coinbase has got $17 million from. Uh, Andreessen for venture capital money. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, he's not exactly, I mean, I'm sure he's invested in this podcast, right? But of course. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's not oh, exactly <laughs> walking around giving out that money. So there's a lot of really smart technology people who are backing these uh, companies uh, that are the next version of, uh, yeah. you know, online exchanges, right? See, yeah. I think it's, it's so interesting to me because it really comes down to trust. It almost seems like lack of trust in the big banking system has led to Bitcoin and in government. But at the same time, if it's an anonymous cyber currency, you don't really know who to trust if, no. if right. to invest in it. it. So it's kind of this and, very interesting side of both 
both sides of the trust coin. Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And, and I mean, Megan, you know what? Uh, ding, 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 right? That's exactly what caused these people was the financial meltdown of 2008 um, mm. to go out and say, there's a better way for us to do this online. Um, and, and it is. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of trust. Um, you know, that's the good. Beautiful that... thing is that, uh, the beautiful thing is that it's not anonymous, though. It's pseudo-anonymous. Mm-hmm. So every transaction on the network you can actually go to blockchain.info and see it. They post it. It's publicly available. This amount of money went from this place to this place. And Hmm. you can see money as it moves through the network, right? Hmm. And so somewhere out there is the Mt. Gox money that somebody took and moved it somewhere else. And it's just a matter of of tracking that down. Hmm. That's interesting. So, uh, uh, Dave, you know what we should do is you should take all your Bitcoin and transfer it to me. <laughs> then I could see it. <laughs> or I think you should take some of your new money and, and donate it to a nonprofit. And, and that's see right. How that works. Maybe that's my yeah. second. There you go. That's our next yeah. podcast episode. Megan and Joe try to donate $40, $40 right. in Bitcoin to that's 750 right. nonprofits before we find yeah, I was one really, that uh, it. I, I was really impressed with Dave because a couple minutes ago he said to you, Megan, he said, ding, ding, ding. Like we really hit it on the mic, and so many people are used to calling us a ding dong, and not the ding ding. So David I mean, would we, never do that. No, he would never do that. No, never. But I mean, that's you know, it really is. It's a it's a fascinating. You know, and and maybe this is our final question, but depending on time, Megan. But um, Dave, could you just uh, spend a minute or so saying like, why is what's the larger issue about Bitcoin that nonprofits need to be engaged in? Like, you know, when you're involved in Bitcoin, you're involved in what that is really important for nonprofits to be a part of and to be engaged in, because I know you're passionate about that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's an innovation issue. It's mm-hmm. at one time, all of um, our nonprofit friends and family were like fax machines. That's crazy. And then computers with color screens. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yet we've all adapted to that technology, moved forward from that technology. So why not take the time to investigate a potential new fundraising source right. for your nonprofit and not just a fundraising source that people in their basement hacking away on the computers, but that actually has vibrant communities actually has sites that say we will match the donation you get with our own Bitcoin donation mm-hmm. um, and, and other interesting communities out there, um, uh, you know, that are doing really cool stuff with it. Um, there's a, another community um, called Doggy Coin, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 it was started as something that was kind of just a copy of the Bitcoin protocol and the Bitcoin code. But they have a huge community around it um, that's very interested in donating their coins to interesting nonprofits. Um, mm-hmm. They sent the Jamaican bobsled team to the Olympics. Really? They had, yes, they had a NASCAR team uh, this year for the Indianapolis 500 with the little virtual currency car. Uh, running around with their logo on it. So that community um, is very open and friendly. And overall, the Bitcoin community is very open and friendly. And, you know, I'm telling you, the digital fundraiser, it was a title for all of us, what, six, seven years ago? So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe digital digital currency fundraiser is our job title for the next five to six years as these communities grow and change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why not take the time to look into it? 
you know, there's risks and there's benefits, but there's a lot of benefits to, to taking the time to at least understand it. Yeah, and it, re- it really reflects a mentality that nonprofits should have in terms of, you know, exploring things, seeing mm-hmm. how they can use them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't have to transfer all your funds into Bitcoin, uh, but it's a good thing to be a part of because it reflects a larger effort, something that you're engaged in that's going to make it different for your nonprofit. Absolutely. And smart people like David Neff are doing some of that research for you. So without further ado, David, where can people find out more about you or about the work that you've done so far on Bitcoin? Yeah, you bet. Um, If I'm at Dave, I am on Twitter. um, So it's always a great place to grab me. Um, and then if you want to check out uh, on the web, we are pwcdigital.com. Uh, so pwcdigital.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have some white papers we've done and some other great research, which Joe and Megan, I'll send you guys those too. You can throw them in the links. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just have questions, it's at Dave I am on Twitter. I'm happy to answer them. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so awesome. much. And Joe... Where possibly online could we find you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, well, I'm definitely going to have a Bitcoin account soon uh, that people are going to be able to deposit money in. And I encourage people to do that. But in the meantime, uh, people, of course, can find me on my blog at SelfishGiving.com. They can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. And, of course, check out my cause marketing boards on Pinterest, Pinterest Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF and also we'll soon start blogging again for the Cause Marketing Forum at CauseUpdate.com and you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and on behalf of David and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us for this episode. We will see you next time. 